Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about Manchester United's 1-1 draw away in the Premier League against Chelsea. Uh, lots of discussion points today. Um, did we play well? Not really. Um, Chelsea are a very interesting team. <coughs> I'll certainly say that. There's a, there's a few notes and a few points I did want to make about Chelsea. Because usually I don't really pay attention to the opposition. But uh, sometimes if they do something a bit more interesting, I have a few things to say about them. Um, Carrick's last game in charge. Well, we we hope. Uh, you know, Ralph, uh, is it Ragnich? Ragnich? Um, I've seen some, I've heard some different pronunciations for his name, so we're all going to have to learn how to say his name properly. But I'm just going to call him Ralph, because that's what I've kind of called him in the, uh, in the announcement podcast as well. So I'm just going to call him Ralph, plus that's his first name anyway. So, uh, yeah, Ralph is supposed to be here tomorrow, um, to train the players, I hope from Monday to Wednesday, and then obviously we've got a, uh, Thursday night game against Arsenal. If that's the case, I'm very much looking forward to, uh, the Arsenal game even more. Uh, but I thought we played poorly today. I thought we got very, very, very lucky. Um, I mean, there's two, obviously, big points to take away from this game. Jorginho's mistake with miscontrolling the ball and the penalty. Those are the two big talking points, of course. Uh, yeah, it's, I th- this this setup and formation, I hated it. I absolutely hate it. Hate it. Um, yeah, basically, it it's sort of like a four three one two, and the idea of this formation. I mean, you don't even. I don't even think you really have to think tactically about what this does. It's so that you can play a long long passes into Sancho and Rashford, like hitting Chelsea on the break. The only problem with doing that is Chelsea have got five at the back, obviously with the two wing backs. And we didn't get the space or the availability to kind of do that. Um, Chelsea are a much, much better coach team than us. Um, They are a team that's actually ready. They've got a manager who knows what he's doing with them. Apart from a few shaky things today. Uh, But they're very well coached. They look after the ball really well. They do a lot of passing and moving. And uh, they're, they're, in my opinion, in my eyes, they're one of the best teams in the world at the moment. They've, they've got a few things to sort out. They're not perfect, but I certainly think they're a good team to play against. I Now, I don't want this to come across as a negative thing, just more of a realistic look on things. I expected to lose this game today, but we didn't. And I think there's two simple reasons as to why. Chelsea were not clinical enough, and they didn't really have a striker on. Because Timo Werner's not really a striker. He's more of sort of like a... He's just a forward. I, I, I don't really know. Like, he's sort of like a centre-forward um, type of type of player. And it was because we couldn't... We didn't create anything, really. Apart from, like, a couple of little chances, like Fred trying to chip the goalkeeper, stupidly. Uh, we didn't really do... Anything. I mean, I want to look at the stats, actually. I don't always look at stats in these episodes. Chelsea had 24 goal attempts, 6 on target. Of course, I guess I guess the penalty counts as a shot on target. It is a shot on target, it's just not from open play. That's how they scored their goal. So, 24 goal attempts. We had 3 goal attempts and 2 on target. Of course, one of them was the Sancho open play shot. Uh, one of them was probably the Fred shot, which was actually on target. It was just not very good. And the other shot, what would the other shot have been? 
I don't know, the, the other shot that was off target. But you can just see a difference there already. You know, 66% possession for Chelsea. We had, sorry, what was it? Yeah, 66 for them, 34 for us. In terms of ball possession, 24 attempts on goal. And it's interesting because you look at the Watford game, they had 20 shots on target. I think they had, uh, uh, sorry, they had 20 shots on goal. I think seven on target, obviously four of them went in, in the Watford game. You've got to look at that and think, okay, our goalkeeper's doing tremendously well right now, but why, because it's not up to the goalkeeper to stop the shots from being taken, it's up to him to stop the shots from going in, but you have to ask the question as to why Why are we letting the opposition have so many shots? That is... um. Discounting the Villarreal game, that is 44 shots at our goal in basically within three games, if if you want to count the, the Villarreal one. 44 shots at Man United's goal. Not all of them are target, but that's 44 shots that we haven't closed down. You've got, you got to ask what's going on there, haven't you, I suppose. Um, But yeah, ultimately it was, you know, it, it was a sort of... This was a sort of another another in limbo game, like with the Villarreal one, where we know Ralph is on the way. Um, Carrick's in charge for a couple of games. Carrick is wildly inexperienced with the managerial side, even though he was Ollie's coach for, you know, uh, or Ollie's sort of uh, assistant manager for the last two seasons. Ollie himself was not experienced. Uh, I don't need to go back over all that past uh, discussion and everything. But it, it it was ultimately just the case of, okay, we got Chelsea, they're really good, like really, really good. We're going to struggle. Can we just get past this game so that we can get this new manager in and start like pushing forward? Because I'll tell you something as well. From the performance that we put out there today, in, term, in terms of everything, just, just everything. Passing, planning, uh, strategy, um... You, you you name any sort of phrase to do with how to play football. So like planning, strategy, tactics, passing, uh, game plan, organization. There's a lot to be worked on, and Ralph has got his uh, you know he's got he's got his work to do. I'm confident that he can do it, given what I've heard about the guy. But there's a lot of work to be done, certainly. So yeah, it's uh, it, it was. I, mean, I don't know. It, it was an interesting. It was a more entertaining game than the Villarreal one. I mean, yeah, Central scored a really good goal in the Villarreal game, but other than that, it was a really bad performance again. But um, I just didn't. I, I mean, I understood what this formation was, but it's just that's such a weird way to set up um, your team, and the way that we keep playing, like, oh, we'll just hit teams on the break with fast players. So you're not actually working the ball through the midfield. All you're doing is basically getting the ball to one of those midfielders and hoofing the ball up the pitch, which is a very amateurish way to play football. You can do that if there's space to do it, and obviously if somebody's made a run, but it's because our midfield is so poor, we can't work the ball through it because they, we knew that Chelsea would be better than us in the midfield. But that digs into other problems that we've had before. But I was impressed with Chelsea. Um, and I simply think it was a case where if you take out one of their front three, because they had uh, Hodson Adol on the left side, uh, Ziyech, 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 I think it's Ziyech, 
uh, on the right side and then Werner up front. If you take one of them players out, probably Ziyech, he had like a, a pretty poor game. If you move Werner to the right and have Lukaku up front, I think Lukaku scores a couple of goals in this game if he comes on the pitch earlier. Um, yeah, I was quite surprised that Lukaku didn't start because I was in my head thinking like, okay, it's going to be Lindelof and somebody at the back. Uh, we knew that Maguire was suspended. We knew that Varane was still injured. Phil Jones was available. And Eric Bailey was the other person. Now, I wasn't worried about Eric Bailey, but I was worried about Lindelof. And I thought Lukaku against Lindelof is going to be a nightmare. But luckily, it didn't really happen. So I, I think we I think we got a bit let off with that. Considering Chelsea had... How many corners did they have in this game? 15. 15 corners. It felt like about 50 or something. We had two corners and I just thought with Chelsea's corners like corner after corner after corner um I think if Lukaku was in that team you know that the poacher goal scorer that he is I think we would have lost this game I think we only drew this game because of a Jorginho uh, mistake obviously Sancho caught him out and then he, he he went on and scored but just corner after corner Chelsea just weren't quite clinical enough they weren't quite able to just get that shot off um, I felt, and a few of their players were quite wasteful, and I just thought that we got a bit lucky on, on or quite lucky on that front actually. So, uh, yeah, I suppose I should break down the goals. That's kind of my thoughts on the the performance. I sort of just want to move on now and get started with this new Ralph era, and I'll be excited to do that on uh, on Thursday night. So, uh, nothing happened in the first half apart from McTominay getting booked. So we'll just move on to the first half. Uh, sorry, the second half, because nothing really happened in the first half. I think Rudiger had that shot maybe in the first half that could have gone in, but that's sort of one of them 50-50 sort of chances. Uh, Sancho scored, that's the first thing that's written, or a Rashford yellow card. Can't remember what that was even for. Uh, yeah, so we played it out from the back. Bruno hit the ball long. Uh, Jorginho, uh, who I do think is a pretty good player. Um, he's obviously, uh, I think, in the in the Italy team as well. Uh, yeah, he simply miscontrols the ball. Sancho gathers it, and uh, we hit them on the break. And um, I do like the way the little there's a little bit of instinct there from Sancho that I did like. There's not too much to analyse from this particular goal, apart from just Jorginho lost the ball, Sancho got it, and he ran through and scored. That's pretty much it. But if you notice, with um, the little thing I just noticed with with the goal. So Rashford's there, he's kind of calling for the pass, and Mendy, who's their goalkeeper, Chelsea's goalkeeper, has got a decision to make, or he's got multiple decisions to make. Does he think that Sancho's going to pass to Rashford? If he does that, uh, is Rashford going to pass it back to Sancho? Um, if he shoots, where is he going to shoot? Will he try and go around you? Will he try and chip the ball? Will he go for a high shot, low shot? There's probably a lot of things going through Mendy's head at that point, because... Chelsea, the Chelsea players weren't going to catch up, so it's simply a point where is Sancho going to shoot or is he going to pass it? It was basically a question of which player is going to end up kicking that ball, and where's that ball going to be aimed at? And if Mendy can stop that, which obviously he couldn't, um, what does he do about that? I suppose. Um, but there was a little bit of a there was a little thing that Sancho did, which I I didn't notice until like one of the replays actually. He goes to sort. He really like looks at Rashford quite a lot, and he turns his body in a way that looks like he's going to pass it to uh, Rashford. And Mendy sort of fell for it a little bit, and then Sancho just like tapped it in. I thought that was a good, just little sort of. 
don't know, because he, he, he could have saved it. It could have gone out for a corner or, or something else. Obviously, one of the bigger mistakes that Mendy could have made is if he saved it but pushed it, pushed it straight to Rashford. Because um, it was simply a case of who was going to tap that ball in. But, um, yeah, there was just a little bit of like, oh, I'm, I'm actually, like a look on Sancho's face of like, oh, I'm actually going to pass it to Rashford. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm tricking you. I'm going to just tuck it in the, in the world corner. So, um, but uh, I'd say good goal. But it was it was one of the easier goals we're going to score this year. It's just simply, it's not even down to us as a team really doing something right. It's just about a player miscontrolled the ball and we picked it up and scored. Well, not actually picked it up. Obviously, you can't. But uh, Sancho gathering it and scoring it, and that's that's pretty much it to analyse from that game, to from that goal. Sorry. Uh, then Sancho was subbed off um, about fifteen minutes later for Ronaldo. Didn't really understand that. Um, I I don't think this game really suited Ronaldo. This was more of a sort of well. Uh, I say it didn't suit Ronaldo. The 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 setup that we put out doesn't suit Ronaldo. But as I've said multiple times, if you sign a player like Cristiano Ronaldo, it's not it's not then about how is Ronaldo going to fit into our system. It's oh sorry, it's not about we've got a system. Ronaldo's got to figure out how to get into it. No, you play to that player's strengths. If you need to change something to fit the player in, you do it. Um, and the way that we had the game set up didn't allow for Ronaldo's type of play. At all, really, and I thought Sancho was having a good game actually, so I was a bit disappointed by that. Uh, then Lingard came on for Rashford. I honestly can't remember a single thing that Lingard did, like anything. Um, in fact, I forgot that he got bought on, and then I saw him about uh, five or so minutes later, and I was reminded that he was on the pitch. So there we go. Uh, some surprising late subs from Chelsea. I don't know what time. Chelsea typically make their subs because I don't really watch Chelsea play. Um, yeah, they brought on a bunch of players. Then the Kaku did come on for Werner. Uh, Mount came on. Pulisic came on. I do know these players. That they're, they're most of them are pretty good. Um, I think Chelsea have got a very, very, very good team as well. And I saw like Mount and Pulisic, and I was like, oh, there's some like you know new talent for the midfield. Um, there was this bit actually that Pulisic did. Where the ball went out to him on the right and he controlled the ball. That was just... That's... It, it, that's just like... You'd expect... A professional footballer to be able to do that. But then you might be surprised by the amount of professional footballers that can't do that type of thing. Because um, I was... I, I can't remember when I was taught this. But I, I learned that at some point when I was playing football as well. When the ball is like... Bouncing in like like on the spot so not like bouncing forward when the ball is bouncing kind of on the spot and you want to control it if you put the top of your foot just underneath that ball and like tap it a little bit it will slow the momentum of the ball down so that you can control it that's exactly what Pulisic did basically because um, I remember when I learned that and then it completely changed how I played football and how I even looked at controlling the ball so it's a it's a little thing, but it's football is a game of fine margins anyway. So I just thought that was a good little bit of control. But you'd be surprised about the amount of players that can't do that, or that would really struggle to do something like that. So and look, he wasn't on any pressure. Nobody was sort of pushing him for the ball. Obviously, if somebody's pushing you on the ball, you haven't really got the time or space to sort of do something like that. But I just thought that was a cool little sort of thing. There's there's a lot of players from this Chelsea team that I would easily take. 
Uh, Reese James, uh, he, he's a phenomenal footballer. Reese James, he's their uh, right wing back. Phenomenal player, e- easily one of England's best players right now. Uh, called Reese James, I I really think he's he, he's quite an incredible player. Uh, Mason Mount I think is good. Pulisic I think is good. Uh, Hudson Odoi I've not seen too much of. Alonso I've seen some good parts of. Uh, Werner is a good attacker but not very good at shooting. And Lukaku is just a big, imposing, strong striker. Who we did used to have at Manchester United. And then it didn't quite work out. So anyway, that's enough, that's enough analysis of Chelsea. I just think Chelsea are an interesting team. So yeah. Uh, then um, what was it? Uh, Van der Beek came on for Bruno. Uh, I don't think Bruno was having a particularly good game. So it's a good sub. It just was made too late. You know with two minutes left to go. So uh, yeah. That happened. Um, oh the penalty. I've, I've kind of skipped over here haven't I? Um, yeah the penalty. So um, what was it? It was another corner from them. Everyone's trying to clear the ball. Wambasaka kicks um, Thiago Silva. Obviously by accident. And it's given a penalty. I don't really think that's a penalty because when you've got a corner and you've got how many men would you have in the box in total 10 to 15 roughly I mean some of them are going to be waiting on the corners of the box the outside of the box like you know waiting to uh, take a shot if it if it uh, if the ball ends up outside the area the opposition are going to want to have somebody outside the box as well to run off with the ball if the ball comes out of the box so there's not going to be it's not going to be all 22. Obviously the goalkeeper wouldn't be in the box. Uh, it's not going to be all 21 players in in the in the penalty area for that in the box for that. But um, football can become a very scrappy game when that cross comes over from a corner because it's literally like 10, 15 people jumping up in the air to try and head the ball, and it's like yeah, it it's it's a bit of a. Uh, it's, it's to me it's one of the hardest ways to score in football just because you're literally just kicking the ball into the area where it's like a 50-50 thing really like okay you might have somebody in the air who's going to head the ball that doesn't mean they're always going to get it and the goalkeeper could come out and punch the ball there's a number of things that could happen from corners but of course the thing that happened in this time uh, Wambasaka tried to clear the ball accidentally kicked Thiago Silva and he gave a penalty um I don't think that's a penalty. You could argue that it is, because um, there, that, that's again where football can introduce those fine margins where it's like, okay, a player went to kick the ball, they accidentally clipped the player's like leg or something, and they didn't really get the ball. But is it like an attempted tackle, or is it you know? There's when you've got four legs involved and a ball, there's lots of things that could get kicked, you know. Um, so I, I don't know, but I, I, it's, I think that's maybe a 50-50 penalty, um, and obviously, you know, Thiago Silva would have been told, if you're in that situation, and there's contact made on you, you go down in the box, every single footballer's probably told that, if you're in the box, and there's contact made on you, and the other player doesn't get the ball, you go down in the box so that you get a penalty. It's not like cheating. It's just what somebody would get told to do. So I'm not even saying that Silva died, uh, dived. Sorry, um, but it's it's one of them ones where it's like, uh, is it really a foul? He's tried to kick the ball. 
I, I, I don't think so. I don't think it is. But he scored the penalty anyway that made it 1-1. So, and that was, uh, I know there's a couple of other events in the game as well. Um, so there was this little part of the game. It didn't really add up to anything. Somebody passed the ball to Ronaldo in like the last 10 minutes of the game. And uh, Thomas Tuchel, who's the, the Chelsea manager, was going mad because he thought Ronaldo was offside. He was, but um, it didn't lead to anything. But I suppose as soon as Ronaldo touches that ball, it should have been given as offside. But I saw some people going mad on social media about it. Like, oh, it's a penalty. Or not penalty. Oh, it's offside. It's a disgrace. And it was like, it didn't lead to a goal or anything. So, I don't know. Like... It is what it is. I, I, I didn't really think much of it at the time, to be honest. So, yeah. Uh, then Fred got a chance near the end. Won the ball back. Had Lingard in front of him slightly to his right. Uh, Ronaldo on his left. And Fred decides, I'm not passing to either of you. And I'm going to try to chip the goalkeeper. Yeah, chip, chip the goalkeeper. Fred, who's probably got about three Man United goals in his whole career. Granted, he's not a player that you'd label to score goals. Um, but is one of the worst players in our team for shooting. Decides, I'm going to try something and I'm going to try and chip the goalkeeper. I mean, if, it, if that works right, Fred's in the headlines. You know, Fred chips... Uh, Mendy and wins the game for Man United. That's probably what Fred was thinking of. But at the same time, Ronaldo's like, I'm one of the greatest strikers in the world. You're a midfielder. I'm uh, in front of Chelsea's goal. You should pass to me so that I could score. Lingard's probably thinking the same thing. Well, I don't know. I don't know if Lingard thinks he's one of the best players in the world. But anyway, um, point is they're both attackers. Lingard can score goals sometimes. Ronaldo's obviously the best of the three of them at doing it. And Fred says, no, I'm going to try and score. And Mendy just catches the ball. And then that's it. It's over. It's that kind of thing where... Because there's, there's, there's two different sides to something like that. Is it because Fred's a bad player? Or is it because he's not been coached in that situation to pass the ball? Or a mixture of both. It could be a mixture of both. Because it's quite surprising sometimes how a player can be very, very bad. Then they go and play under a new manager and new coach. And they just transform into something else. I've seen some clips and some videos of Fred playing for Brazil. And he's not like, you know, one of the best in the world. But it's like watching a different player. Uh, at times. I haven't seen like loads and loads of footage of him. But that that's, that's the point that's going to be really interesting when Ralph comes in. Is so the players that everyone likes to look at as bad. So like you know, obviously I point out Lindelof a lot, and Fred and McTominay and Maguire and that those sort of partnerships. And Martial's not been great. Lingard's not been great. And you know, is it going to use Donny more? Um, those kind, you know, Wan-Bissaka's got question marks on him. So is Luke Shaw. Uh, you know, is he going to notice Eric Bailey? Is he going to use him? Is he going to use Matic in midfield? What's he going to do? Um, that's where it'll be interesting with this new manager because these players that we do, some of us do point out every week, the Lindelofs, the Freds, you know, McTominay, all those sorts of players that can't do certain basic things. 
can they actually become better players? And I just want to mention as well, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of fans in this last week have said like, look, when this new manager comes in, every player gets a fresh slate. I, I'm not, I'm not in agreement with that because. If I'm to look at that, like, like let's just point out Lindelof, right? Obviously, he's the one that I sort of point out a lot that makes mistakes. I don't think he's good enough for the team. I'm not going to, like, suddenly start... I'm not going to, like, watch Thursday's game against Arsenal and be like, oh, I think Lindelof's a good player now for, for like, no particular reason. Or every, like, mistake that he's done... And I'm not picking on him. I'm just using him as an example. You could use McTominay. You could use Martial, whoever you want. I'm not going to sort of suddenly turn around and be like, oh, I forgive this player for all their mistakes of the last two years because of a different coach. It's like, okay, but the same person's still playing for the team. They might get better under the new coach, but they're still the same person who still made those same mistakes. So it's it's, it's going to be a fresh era, of course, hopefully, and you know, new tactics and whatever Ralph is going to come in and do. But... I'm not just going to suddenly turn around and be like, oh, I don't think, I, I think Lindelof's good enough or, or McTominay's good enough. Like, to me, it doesn't really work like that. I think there will be some fresh slates in terms of different things. So players that haven't really had as much chance, so like an Eric Bailey or um, uh, Van, Van Der Beek, obviously they're, they're two examples. Tellez, who doesn't really get used that much. Those players, can they come in and like really lighten, you know, put a new light into this team, so to speak? Um, but that if you're going to do that, that's about taking out the bad players and putting in the ones who haven't had as much chance. Or even a lot of our youth players, so like Alanga, Diallo, Palestri, um, who else have we got? Uh, Shortire and all these other players that have sort of come through in, in the last year or so, who I'm excited to see more of. I think a lot of those players have been very good when we've seen them. Especially the likes of Alanga and Diallo and sort of Palestri have been pretty pretty decent. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, it's going to be a, it's going to be somewhat of a of a fresh start on Thursday, but not in terms of like giving players a clean slate. That's just a, a fresh start in terms of okay, new manager. What's the what's the new plan? You know, um, like who's who's he going to choose? What formation are we going to play? What are the tactics going to be? Are we going to do things like pass and move and triangle football and? Are we actually going to press properly as a team and those sorts of things? I'm looking forward to that and I'm really excited for that. So, I uh, yeah, he should definitely be in charge for Thursday's game. Whether or not he starts tomorrow or Tuesday, obviously getting a couple of training sessions would be wise. And then uh, we'll see what happens on Thursday against Arsenal. So, but that's that's pretty much everything for the game. I don't need to go over the same like mistakes as usual that we make, like bad passing and lack of pass and move and... Uh, sideways backwards passes and all that sort of thing like it's just it's time to just hopefully stop all that nonsense now um speaking of like pass speaking of passing and moving and passing backwards and stuff i did hear and i did read about this rule that ralph uh ragnich has got which is he has a 10 second rule i think the rule is if you it's either if a player's got hold of the ball for 10 seconds which has quite a long time to have the ball for or if you don't pass the ball forward within like 10 seconds, then he like moans about it and you know tries to get the team to sort it out. That's going to be interesting. Uh, I think 10 seconds is too long for that actually. I would probably put that down to between 5 to 8 seconds really. Depends on the situation that, re- that you're in. Um, but yeah, you, you've got just, especially in the Premier League, like the fastest league in the world as far as, far as I'm aware... 
you've got to just be moving the ball quicker. Chelsea do it. Chelsea did it today. Uh, Watford did it when we played them. And so have another, a number of other teams. But uh, anyway, anyway, that's that's pretty much what I wanted to mention for, uh, for all of that. But uh, in summary, just before I go to player ratings and housekeeping and all that, we got very lucky. Chelsea weren't cl- clinical enough. That's why they didn't win the game. We got very lucky with a Jorginho mistake. Uh, good on Sancho still for like pouncing on the opportunity and tucking the ball away because not every player is going to be able to do that. So good on Sancho for being able to do that. Uh, but it was kind of the same old stuff, just in a slightly different formation that didn't really make much sense. So, I mean, I understood what the manager was trying to do. It just didn't make sense to really do that against Chelsea because of the way that Chelsea play. So anyway, I also don't like playing football like that at all. So again... Let's hope that Ralph is going to do something uh, interesting. Uh, anyway, that's pretty much all for that. Um, we've got to get rid of this coaching stuff as well, obviously. Hopefully that can change things as well. Uh, but as long as Ralph is there, hopefully things will change a little bit. So anyway, let's go into some housekeeping. And then we'll do some player ratings afterwards. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, speaking of Ralph uh, Ragnick or Ragnich, I'll have to learn how to say his name properly. I thought it was Ragnick. But I've heard some different pronunciations. So anyway, I'll I'll keep trying to, to learn how to say his name. Obviously, it's German, so a, a little bit different. Um, although everybody... Because, you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was Ole's full name. Michael Carrick is his full name. And although Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is Norwegian, everyone just called him Ole. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Ralph Ragnick or R- Ragnick. Um, 
apologies for that. Uh, has been, of course, appointed as a new interim manager on a six-month basis with with the potential of another two-year contract after that. So I did a podcast discussing all of that. But uh, it's looking good in terms of his history. And uh, speaking of Thomas Tuchel and, and people like um, Jurgen Klopp, they learn how to do their tactics under uh, Ralph. So that's a pretty good sign. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, speaking of film reviews, let's change gears a little bit. I saw No Time to Die, which is the the, the newest James Bond. I was going to say last James Bond film. Of course, there'll be another one. Daniel Craig's last James Bond film, uh, No Time to Die, and I loved it. I really, really liked a lot of the ideas, and you can hear more about what I have to say on the episode if you listen to that. But gave it a must see rating, and I thoroughly enjoyed uh, No Time to Die, which is the newest James Bond film. A film I very much didn't enjoy and actually forgot that I watched until I just looked at this. Uh, Skip review for Venom Let There Be Carnage. Terrible film. Cheesy, stupid, clumsy, bad, just everything. (laughs) Just just bad everything. Uh, And I wish I hadn't uh, seen it. But I'd advise you not to watch it. I'm not telling you not to watch it. Just advising you not to watch it. Some of you might have already seen it, but... Yeah, that was Venom Let There Be Carnage. Uh, So there's that. Um... The Walking Dead podcast is still going on. That's for The Walking Dead World Beyond. Uh, we're up to Season 2, Episode 8. We'll be covering Episode 9. Uh, we'll actually be doing that a little bit earlier. That will be on Tuesday as well. Because David, I think, is going on a trip to America. I think, anyway. He's, he's going on a trip somewhere. But uh, he won't be able to do that on the Wednesday. So we're going to record a little bit earlier on the Tuesday. So look out for that a little bit earlier this week. Uh, and then, of course, there will be one episode left next week. Which will be the series finale. Which will be Season 2 episode 10 on the gaming talk podcast this week uh we talked about uh, multiverses which is a warner brothers uh brawler uh smash brothers t- uh, type of uh, fighting game so the sort of like side to side uh smash brothers type of game from from warner brothers so lots of characters like characters from game of thrones bugs bunny uh shaggy batman harley quinn tom and jerry lots of uh cool characters were announced for the uh game itself it's going to be a free-to-play game. There was a video that went out. I can't remember which YouTube channel it was from. But if you search for multiverses, you should be able to find that. But uh, very, very good stuff. It's looking quite exciting at the moment. And it's going to be free-to-play, which should be good. I don't think it's going to be launching this year. But we shall look out for that whenever that arrives. We also talked about Kojima Productions. They're looking to expand into, I think it was films, music and TV shows. So we discussed the potential behind that. And we talked a little bit about Star Wars' future. Uh, in regards to EA and those sorts of things, with some no- with some new uh, Battlefront, not to be confused with uh, not to be confused, sorry, with Battlefield Battlefront, the, those Star Wars games. So we talked about that. Obviously, you got the two uh, 0 win over Villarreal, Michael Carrick's first game, great goal from Jaden Sancho. Still, the podcast available talking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer getting sacked. So if you want my thoughts on his two-year tenure and uh, looking forward, obviously we didn't know about Ralph. Uh, back then, so that wasn't included in that. But let's talk about that. Uh, video game review. This is a must-play review for uh, Metroid Dread Oasis in the Metroid series, and one of the best games on the Nintendo Switch. Gave that a must-play rating as well. Uh, speaking of Battlefield 2042, I did a podcast called Battlefield 2042 is a Disaster, because it is, and I actually found out new information, or lots of new information, after doing that podcast, and the game is even worse than what I described so congratulations to DICE and EA, sarcastically, for 
doing what you did with that game because it's not very good. So anyway, that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us as well on your favourite podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk. My man of the match with the 10 is De Gea. Again, a very, very good game. Another couple of really crucial saves. And he must be getting very tired. Very tired indeed. In fact, there was a bit of a look on his face actually. Once the um, When Rudiger took that shot, I think it was in the first half. And he sort of tipped it onto the bar. And I think he like hit his arm against the uh, either the post or the crossbar or something he he hit his arm against it and like it hurt for a little bit of time and the hair sort of had this look on his face and he's had this look on his face for about a month since probably like the Liverpool game where he just looks very very tired um how old is De Gea actually because goalkeepers don't typically retire till about 40 he's 31 so he's still got some years left on him which is great because we would be in a lot of trouble without David De Gea. So that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give him a 10 again. I think I've given my man of the match like three games in a row or something. It's, it's quite ridiculous. It really, really is. But uh, again, Ralph's got a lot of work to do. So good luck to him. Um, Alright, let's move on from that. Because I was going to jump straight to my man of the match. But my man of the match is the goalkeeper anyway. So just started off with that. Juan Basaka gets a... Um, a three, I think. Um, just looked very, very sloppy. It. Do you know what? Right. If we're gonna do a bit of comparisons, J. Reese. I was gonna say Dan James. <laughs> Reese James, Chelsea's right back, is absolutely miles ahead of Wan-Bissaka as a football player. Um, and I'll tell you something else as well. I watched. Um, I watched a little bit of uh, the Leeds Brighton game yesterday because I wanted to see how Dan James was fitting into that team. He didn't get much of the ball; he was playing up front. But they've uh, Brighton have got a player called Lamptey. I think he's English, but he's he was like talked about quite a bit as well. He's better than Wambasaka as well. And I literally that's literally the the only fifteen minutes that I've seen of Lamptey, and I was already like he's better than Wambasaka. Um. It's it's wild. It's really really wild. Uh, I think Reese James is better than both of them. I think Reese James is probably the best right back in the world right now. Just just in terms of everything, ball control, crossing, composure, link up play. Obviously, link up play can be a little bit to do with coaching, but confidence, speed, strength, you you, you name it. Reese James has just got it there. And God, I'd love to have him at Man United. And I'm, I don't mean to like beat on. Wambasaka too much, but he's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot to learn in terms of being a better right back. And yeah, he's good at making those last ditch tackles and kind of like recovering the ball and that kind of thing. But um, if you want to talk about like well-rounded cent- uh, right backs, Reese James is so far ahead of him. And let me just look actually. So Wambasaka is 24. I actually thought he was a little bit younger than that. Reese James is 21. Uh yeah, so that just kind of t- that that I think that paints a, a good picture of that. If I was doing Chelsea player ratings, which I'm not going to, I would easily give Reese James a ten. Um, but even when I've seen him play for England as well, he's just he's just so good. He's he's so so good. Anyway, let's move on from off of uh Reese James. Uh yeah, one percent gets like a three or a two, what whatever. Uh, I'll surprise you all here. I thought Lindelof had a bit of a better game. But the problem is with that is that's about the first game, the first good game he's had in about twenty games, if not more. 
And if you have one good game in like 20 games, you're not good because you're not consistent enough. If if he played the way he... They made a few mistakes today still. There were still a few like glaring errors that he, he made that, 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 uh, that really annoyed me. Just like letting players get past him and, and, and that sort of thing. And he's not going to tackle every single player that runs past him. He's not going to clear every single cross that comes in. But he could at least do it a bit more. Um, if Lindelof played as well as he did today in, in more games. Let's let's say he did it in every sort of 8 out of 10 games. right? I would not have nearly the amount of problems I've got with Lindelof. But, and it would be interesting to see what Ralph obviously makes of him. Obviously he's going to be the one deciding the team from now on. But... He did like he he stopped a few more crosses today. He was a bit better positioned, um, made some some better tackles. There was an opportunity as well where um, who was it that had the ball? I think it was Hudson Odoi, and he was about to cross it to somebody else. It was like a so somebody had the ball on the right side for Chelsea at one point, and one of Chelsea's players was in quite a lot of space in the middle. I thought, oh god, he's gonna like cross the ball over and Chelsea gonna score. And Dindelof got his head in the way of it. He cleared the ball. I think it went out for one of their many, many corners. But still, that's what that's what that's all you want, really. It's fine if you head it out for a corner, but the the least that you want the player to do is just to get rid of the ball. Um, but it's the, that's just my problem is when you do that once every twenty games, you're just not good enough. Um, and I don't even think like I I wouldn't even have him as like a squad player because I'd be putting players like Bailey and Twanzebi, obviously Varane, ahead of him. So I do think he had a better game today, much better game. I'd probably I'd give him like a seven. I thought it was just above average performance because I'm used to giving him like zeros and fours and threes and that kind of thing. And if he has like a slightly decent game, I'll give him like a five. But I'll give him a seven. He was much better today. Um, not like incredible or anything, but just much. And maybe it's just the point where my my expe- expectations for Lindelof are so low that if he does, if he has like a half decent game, it just makes him look slightly better but anyway I think I've like summarized that as well as I maybe can um it's 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 more of an issue of well still an issue of quality but also a massive issue of inconsistency um because I think there was actually one game last season where I gave him like man of the match but then he never had another performance like that again until probably today so anyway I'll uh, move off of Lindelof I suppose somebody who always impresses me that continued to impress me today Eric Bailey I'll give him a nine just does all the good things I just mentioned that a defender needs to do. Um, and what one one duel that I was looking forward to seeing, which unfortunately we didn't really get to see, would have been Lukaku versus Bailey. That would have been really good to watch. Hopefully Lukaku wouldn't have won it, but I think there was only like one point in the game where Lukaku was sort of he was sort of near Bailey. I think somebody else had the ball or something, but um, he's just so good. He's just so so good. And again, I hope Ralph kind of. Uh, recognizes that so uh we, we we shall see um but i think he made a good statement um today but uh hey if you know it's it's it'll be interesting to see like okay what does ralph make of like Maguire, who's supposed to be our captain who will he make as the captain that's a, that's going to be a new interesting question obviously bruno had the uh armband on today um i think he's supposed to be like the vice captain bruno fernandez of course he plays like every game so kind of makes sense but yeah, I'm I'm curious as to who his two centre backs are going to be. So we shall see. Uh, Alex Tellez gets a uh, two. 
Um, I thought at a couple of opportunities he got forward kind of well. But the amount of time... Because a lot of Chelsea's attack was down the right-hand side. Of course, Rhys James is down that right-hand side, so that makes sense. Um, what's his name? Uh, I almost said Jabby Alonso. That's the former Liverpool player. Marcus Alonso. Uh, who's on the left side for for Chelsea? Um, not quite as effective as Reese James, so it make it would make sense that Chelsea would play the ball down the right hand side a bit more because Reese James is there. Uh, but Tellez is of course on that side. You've got to ask the question: Why did Reese James? Why was Reese James able to get the ball down that side so much? Who's our left back? It's Tellez. It, it's it's as simple as that. But as I as I explained in the um, Villarreal game I think Tellez actually needs to be used as a left winger and I think we need to get another left back into cover for Shaw obviously Shaw's injured so he wasn't going to play today uh, so there wasn't many much other option anyway but um, yeah I think it's a case of also waiting for January as well to see if if Ralph will um, will buy or sell any players so we'll see Anyway, uh, Tellez gets like a two or three. I can't quite remember what I said, but uh, a very, very, very poor performance from him today. But he's just, just defensively, he's very, very questionable, I suppose. McTominay um, gets a zero. Absolutely dreadful performance today. So many sideways, backwards passes. Not having a clue what to do when he gets the ball. And all McTominay was doing today was causing trouble. Could have got himself sent off, which wouldn't have helped his team. Got booked. It just kept on making fouls over and over again. Um, I don't know what Jamie Carragher's thinking, and you know it's up to him. It's his opinion, whatever. He's obviously the pundit, one of the uh, commentators for this game. Jamie Carragher giving McTominay man of the match. Did you watch the same game that we did, or uh, I don't know. Don't know what's going on there. I I I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but McTominay was just, that was one of the worst McTominay performances I've ever seen. Um. Just and it could have been the fact that like you know no wide players really nobody for him to pass the ball to on the wide areas but McTominay pretty much always passes the ball sideways and backwards and Ralph ain't gonna like that he ain't gonna like that at all uh, from what I've heard about Ralph he, uh, he gives obviously the ten second rule for passing the ball forward or whatever it is and he doesn't like sideways backwards passes I like that he doesn't like sideways backwards passes because neither do I and I've been watching our team do it for two years so um, watch out McTominay because you're probably about to get dropped I, I hope because I think he should be dropped certainly um, Matic I thought Matic was really really good today I'm going to give him a 9 um, got forward a bit more than I'd expected him to but somebody had to kind of do the creativity in the midfield I suppose but even for uh, what is he 33 um, yeah, 33 years old. A lot of energy. Uh, lasted the full 90 minutes, which was great. Um, I was really impressed by Matic today. But as as I've always been kind of calling for, for that midfield pivot, for me it's got to be Donny, Van Der Beek and uh, Matic. Of course, rotate one of those players with uh, Pogba, probably. And then rotate the other one with probably Fred. That's what I would basically do. Uh, but Van Der Beek and Matic, uh, Van, Der Beek, yeah, Van Der Beek and Matic have got to be starting the games for me. I think. Um, so really, really good performance from Matic. I was uh, very, very impressed. Fred, uh, I thought Fred had a pretty good game. Not as good as Matic. Um, you know what? I was going to give him an 8. But because he did that really stupid thing at the end where we could have won the game. And he got too carried away and he thought of the headlines. I'm going to give him a 7. Uh, I do think he got himself stuck in today. Made some really good tackles. Passed the ball around decently. But... That thing at the end, that's that kind of thing where you either want a well-coached team 
or a world-class player to take that initiative and make that decision. And, I mean, Fred does that quite a lot, actually. You, 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 Fred will get onto the edge of the box and it'll be like, Fred, Ronaldo's free, or Fred, look, Pogba's free, or Bruno, or whoever it is, is, is a player that's better than shooting at you. And he always decides to take the shot. You, we've got to take that out of his game. Um, so, yeah, I've, I, I've got to knock him for that. I know it might be kind of harsh to do so, but I've got to knock him for not... Um, not passing the ball there because that's one of them that's football's a game of fine margins and that is one of the moments where you get that ball to Ronaldo and he scores and we're all going oh what a great pass from Fred you know and then Ronaldo took the you know took the chance and scored it then we'd be thanking him wouldn't we but it's one of them things where even if you do have somewhat of a good game which Fred did if you make a mistake like that towards the end of the game everyone's going to go oh Fred you you know idiot or whatever um and it can just it can take all the steam out of your all the progress out of your performance, so yeah, it's it, we got we got to sort that out with Fred. It's that decision making, really. So anyway, uh, Bruno Fernandez I thought was really poor. Um, I give him a five, I think. Uh, and again, you got to ask the question. You know, th- this like weird system that we decided to came out to, to, to come out with with Carrick. Did it hinder some of the players' performances? Probably, but I thought Bruno was quite played really strangely and really sort of wasteful today as well um so yeah but i i I didn't think that bruno had a particularly good game so uh rashford um rashford rashford got a lot of the ball didn't do much with it um did he have a chance to score at some point not really just didn't just didn't really do enough with the ball i suppose um, I'll, I'll give him the same score as Bruno. I think he had about the same level of game as Bruno, so I'll give him a five. Uh, Sancho, I thought was really good again, like really, really good again today. Um, I'm gonna give him a nine. I thought he was great. Uh, great little initiative as well for to to pick up that ball, not actually pick it up. Obviously, you'd be you know be a handball, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, good uh, decision making on that front. And uh, I was I was bummed out when he was taken off. Yeah, I thought. There was other players that you like. First player I would have taken off today was McTominay. Goodness gracious, McTominay! You you need to you 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 can go and be a part of the Newcastle rebuild. Um, yeah, cause those those are the kind of players that Newcastle will be looking for as well. Because even though Newcastle have got loads of money to spend, it doesn't mean they can just go and get like Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe or you know Haaland, all these sorts of players because they won't want to come to Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle also got to avoid getting relegated, so that's one step. But uh, if Newcastle got relegated, would they go for a McTominay for a Championship Newcastle team? He'd probably fit within that. Uh, and look, about two years or so ago, in in the first season that I covered for Man, for Man United, which was the 2019 season, I thought McTominay was great, but something just happened to him, and he's just massively dropped off. Um, yeah, I also think. I think there's possibly an ego problem with McTominay. If you see his attitude on the pitch, like the way he tries to get stuck in and he gets himself booked, but he keeps going and it's sort of... You're not at a... You're not at a fight club, you know. Okay, you want to get stuck in, you want to show a bit of passion, but you also want to have some quality on the ball and... Him trying to, like, shove players about, he started a little something with Rudiger. It's like, okay, before you start doing that stuff, make sure that your, your, your game... 
is better because that sort of it's almost like he's trying to be Roy Keane or something. That that kind of like Roy Keane tough ego. You can do that when you've actually gotten better at football. And obviously Roy Keane's one of the best players we've ever had. Probably May United's best ever captain. It feels like Matomane's trying to be like that. Because he's got that tough like... I don't know. He's got that attitude towards him, isn't he? Whether it's an attitude problem or an ego problem or, or something like that. Um... It, he's got to cut that out because one day you're just going to get yourself sent off, which could have all, almost happened today. So, yeah. Anyway, that's the first 11 players. Um, let's go to the subs. Lingard, I honestly don't remember a single thing that Lingard did apart from call for the ball that Fred didn't pass to him. Ronaldo didn't do very much and Van der Beek came on for two minutes plus the five that was added on. So, not not much, not nothing really to talk about there. So, yeah. Um, by the way, just on a little fun note, I, I I talked about Phil Jones before and the fact that we brought him all the way to Spain but he wasn't registered to play for the team. <laughs> uh, I won't go on about that again. But he was elig- he is eligible to play for the Premier League. He was on the bench today. Because our bench, for those of you that are curious, uh, Delo Greenwood. Why didn't we bring Greenwood on? I didn't notice he was on the bench. He would have been good to, do, to, to bring on today. I didn't notice that he was on the bench. Uh, so, Delo, Greenwood, Henderson, Phil Jones, Lingard, Martial, Mata, Ronaldo, Van der Beek. And then, of course, Lingard, Ronaldo, Van der Beek were the ones that were brought on. You could have brought on Mata in this game. You could have brought on Martial in this game. You could have possibly brought on Greenwood in this game. He would have been a good sub for maybe Rashford or something. Um, he also would have been an actual striker on the pitch. Um, obviously, Ronaldo's a striker as well, but still. And obviously you could have brought on Van der Beek a little bit earlier. Get that creativity in midfield. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, that's that's it for this. Hopefully that's it for this whole Ole slash Carrick time. Because it really was kind of the same thing under Carrick anyway. Same sort of tactics, formations, team selections. A few differences here and there. Obviously Van der Beek started uh, the most recent game. Oh, sorry, the, the previous game. And there's been some attempts at some different formations. But it's time for a bit of a clean start. Thursday, Arsenal, quarter past eight. I don't know why the game's on at quarter past eight. That's on Amazon for those in the UK, for those of you that might be wondering. It's time for a clean start. A, t- a clean start in terms of some different team selections. Certainly some different tactics, different game, different game plans. Better coaching. My goodness, this team needs some better coaching. Urgently needs some better coaching. Uh, but play at certain players that I've mentioned before, they do not get a clean slate because they've made too many mistakes, too much inconsistency. Um, I hope that the other players that haven't been given much of a chance, so players like Diallo, Alanga, players like Van Der Beek, Tellez, but a little further forward up the pitch. Um, players like Eric Bailey, hopefully once Twanzebi's loan period ends, he can come back and make a bit of an impact. Um, I'd, I'd recall him from in January. Or do you have to wait for January to do that? I don't know what the rules are about recording players from loans. I think you can do it straight away. Um, yeah. See, you know, if if Delo can be any better at right back, if we need a new right back in January, because I think that we do. Um, sort this midfield out because it's absolutely diabolical. Um, yeah. Just let's just. Let's reteach this team how to make five yard passes, how to do some pass and move, because God, do we need to learn how to do that? Playing football in triangles, having a bit of a game plan, teach this team how to press. There's a lot to be done. There's a lot to be done. But look, 
as I mentioned several weeks ago, and I've mentioned this a few times before, this team, this selection of players, the ones that are better in this team, we, we know we've got some very, very good players. I don't need to list them because we all know who the better players are. This team, with the better selection of players, is ready and is capable and is able for a new manager with a new coaching staff, which is what we're about to get. I don't know what the, is going to happen with the coaching staff, but if the others are going to stay there. Uh, but new manager, new game plan. This team is ready. This team is capable of doing something good. Uh, I don't know about something special, but something better, something good. Something that we can be happier with under new coaching, new tactics, new management. Um, I'm ready for it. I've been ready for it for months, <laughs> for a long, long time. But I've been ready for it. Uh, it's, it's exciting for me as somebody who's able to have a platform to talk about all this stuff. I'm very lucky to be able to have that platform. Of course, I made it, but I'm still very lucky enough to, to have it. Um, I'm ready for Thursday. I think Ralph needs to be here tomorrow. Tomorrow tomorrow morning, Monday morning, let's get started. I don't know what the rules are on when he can start training with the team or what's going on. I don't know, but hopefully by... I mean, latest you want him is by Tuesday. Um, but Monday, like the, the earlier the possible, do, do, do a training session tonight. I know it's almost 9 o'clock by the time I'm talking now, but get this guy in as soon as possible and get this team coached better because it really needs it. But there's some special players, there's some special, very gifted, very excellent players in this team that are ready for a fresh start. And I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope that it can, I hope that this guy can do something special for us and, and something different. So I'm ready. And look. Although I've although I've just said all that, you know, if we lose on Thursday or if we draw or if we don't play well, we do have to give this guy time to come in and 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 affect things. Just because he's going to have a couple of training sessions and hopefully take over from Thursday, um, it doesn't mean that what he's going to do is going to work straight away. Um, these players are used to something very very different to what this guy is going to have planned. It's going, it's going to take time, and I know that we've all waited a long time for something good to happen. We've waited almost five years for a trophy. But you're going to have to give this guy time because there's a lot of work to be done on, on this team. So we've got to just be patient with him and see what he can, uh, he can, he can do with this team. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to something hopefully fresh and different and new on Thursday. I hope that you all are as well. So, yeah, with that all being said... Um, that's it for this Chelsea game thing. Um, and we'll see what happens on Thursday. Uh, in the meantime, uh, if you want to write in, let me know what you think. Uh, what do you think of the new appointment of, um, Ralph? Uh, how have you heard his name get pronounced? Let me know, because <laughs> I'll have to learn that. Um, and how long do you think this will all take to sort of change? I think it will at least take a bit of time. I don't know, like, specifically how long it'll take we'll have to wait and see what what uh what goes on but um yeah uh we'll see what happens anyway you can let me know your thoughts feelings questions comments whatever you've got uh matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalk uk there's contact page and information in your show notes if you look on the website version for this podcast uh you can uh scroll down a little bit you'll see a big email box put your email and your message in there that gets sent to me as well you can also click on or copy and paste the email name that'll get sent to me as well um so uh, get involved let me know what you think and hopefully hopefully we can have something good to look forward to on thursday 
obviously we'll have other podcasts in between now and then so yeah here we go uh speaking of the other episodes you can find all those over on entertainmenttalk.org tv video games films manchester united podcast check all those out as well been trying to do a few more films review reviews recently uh, with No Time to Die and Venom and Internals and all sorts of other things. Uh, if you want to find us on your favourite podcast platform, you can also search for us on there by searching for Entertainment Talk. Uh, you can also let other people know about our content, just use, use word of mouth, social media. Uh, just let other people know about what we do and where they can find it. You can either do that just through normal word of mouth or, or on social media. Share the podcasts around, that really help us out as well. Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options take a look at that as well if you'd like to for all of those things um what else have we got uh done a lot of work on twitch recently uh if you want to see what i would do with a bit of a different man united team i've signed a few players here and there ma- ma- made some made some differences uh twitch etalk uk on thursdays 11 45 p.m gmt um i've decided though this week's stream because we play on thursdays uh, this week's stream is going to be on Wednesday because we're moving also our Walking Dead podcast from Wednesday to Tuesday. I'll be doing the Pez Twitch stream same time 11.45 on Wednesday this upcoming week. Because obviously there'll be the later game for uh, on Thursday for that. Uh, so you can check those out. That's for the Pez 2020 Coach Mode Twitch streams. Etalk UK on Twitch. If you've missed the thir- first three episodes, they're available to be watched on Entertainment Talk Plays on YouTube. And we've also got a bit of a new uh, addition to add to that schedule. Saturdays, 11.45pm, uh, the Avengers game, which is the campaign thing for that, the story mode for it, started the episodes, or restarted them yesterday. Uh, there is actually two episodes of those available. The, the first episode is a bit older. But two episodes for those. Same place, Entertainment Talk Players on YouTube, Twitch, eTalk UK. Uh, a couple of little different changes to those schedules. Um, next Saturday, there will not be an Avengers stream because I will be out. Depends on what happens with this new COVID thing, but I should hopefully be going, uh, to, to see a friend. But, uh, if it, if of course I'm not able to do that, then it will be the same time on Saturday. They'll, uh, in replace of that, I'll be doing a stream today. So on Sunday, hopefully you'll hear this in time to know that that's happening. 11.45pm today, so on Sunday, which is the 28th. Uh, so yeah, Sunday 28th today, the Avengers, Wednesday, this week, coming up, Pez 2020 Coach Mode stream, then we skip Saturday next week, and then the week, of course, the Thursday after that, everything goes back to normal, which will then be Thursdays and Saturdays at that same time. Hopefully that will make sense. If you've got any questions, let me know, I'll be happy to answer them. But if you want to be notified about all of that, you can follow us on Twitch, eTalkUK, for all those different things. If you miss the streams and you want to find them archived later on YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube entertainment talk plays that was a lot of things to to uh, explain hopefully you all understood it and uh there's all that if you want to find somebody else who streams on twitch uh, bex also does that as well she streams on twitch trista bytes trista b-y-t-e-s you can go and give her a follow over there for all of her very very good streams if you want your tv and your film news uh david's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk geektown radios come out on uh, tuesdays look out for those episodes as well that's for your tv and your film news that's everything Thank you all very much for uh, listening. Hopefully you enjoy the streams and the podcast. And hopefully we can also enjoy the same thing we'll hopefully enjoy, which is some better football on Thursday. I'll see you all then for that. Take care. Thanks for listening. And here's to a new era with Ralph on Thursday. Let's wish the team luck. And I'll see you then. Take care. And goodbye.